Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of KXCNC's podcast, Global Thinking, where we're joined by experts from around the world to discuss the latest and most exciting trends in strategic communications. Hello, and welcome to the second of two episodes of KXCNC's podcast, Global Thinking, focused on the employee experience. I'm your host, Eleanor Cavill, and I'm excited to welcome Heather Andrews, Director of Employee Experience at Legal and General. With hybrid working well and truly established, Heather and I are going to be reflecting on how work and culture has changed for LNG employees, as well as dig deeper into the efforts of her team working to keep up that all-important connection between employee and employer. Heather, could you start by telling me a bit about what the culture is like at Legal and General? Hi, Eleanor. Thanks. So if I reflect back over the last couple of years, uh, I would describe LNG's culture as one which is quite innovative, um, uh, quite exploratory, uh, very collegiate and um, very caring as an organisation. If I look back to how we worked two years ago, it was predominantly coming to work in an office. We did have some. Uh, we did have some teams working more agilely. We did have um, quite a bit of flexibility, but it was largely at an individual level, and um, not in our operations teams per se. So as we look over the last two years, clearly a huge amount of change. We did take our business totally remote, as we were had to back in March 2020, and that in itself created a huge opportunity and actually we were able to adopt quite well. We probably had 20% of our people not finding that that shift as easy as possible and that was down to the, their own preferences or about sort of the technology that we had in place. But a lot of work during that time got us to a really good level of proficiency and working remotely. We really started to see that um, how important that connection with the employee was, both at a sort of organisation level, but also at a local level. Mm. And moving your operating model and your business remotely overnight um, does create some opportunities, but there were some challenges. And keeping really people really connected with the organisation um, was certainly something that was a real focus for us and has been for the last two years. Mm-hmm. So what what were the steps that you took, I guess, um, thinking back to 2020, um, although it is a, a while ago now, what did you do from a communications um, perspective to really keep that engagement up and kind of try to foster a sense of culture for your employees while they were at home? So if I go back in time, you, we, were, we went through a number of phases. So the initial um, role of, of the communications that we were sharing with our employees were really around um, keeping them safe. Uh, we knew very little. Um, we were reacting to you know, ever-changing government guidelines and you know, that need to keep our employees safe and to um, serve our most vulnerable customers. So we created a major instant um, approach and the, and the communications channel as part of that was absolutely critical. What we did notice, and a lot of organisations noticed, is those communications are very, I describe them as quite parent-child. So they were informing people of what they needed to do. And they probably lacked some of that sort of emotional connection with the organisation. Having said that, 
um, those initial stages probably for that first six months we sort of we you know we were able to measure huge um, participation with those communications people were hanging off and waiting for every every morsel because it was such an mm. unknown and ambiguous situation. So we played a really important role in giving people some some comfort, some security. Uh, and um, we ran an, a pulse survey during this time and, and measured a significant increase in engagement and connection. So in the initial phases, the way that we, we engaged people was absolutely right. And you know, people knew what to do, when to do it. And it felt very much the organization was behaving, aligned to its behaviors and values. Mm-hmm. Of course, as time goes on, uh, it, we, we get a level of comfort whilst everything was still changing. But we're learning to work in this remote um, remote way. And, and that meant that the shift we needed to create was to, to take things a little bit more local. And particularly when we started to notice around balance, people were struggling to balance sort of home life, homeschooling and, uh, the, uh, and, their, and their work. We really needed to engage both as an organization, but empower our leaders and line managers to be able to, to connect with their teams and to create more informal channels by the use of things like Teams but slightly less structured, slightly more informal. So we, you know, we needed to expand the way we were using the tools that we had um, to make different connections, to connect people back to the organization. From a sort of well-being perspective, uh, we have obviously started to open up our workplaces more. So there is an opportunity now to blend more working at home and working in the office. And we've seen that, you know, running, we run pulse surveys every, uh, every three months, four months, so three a year. And we started to see that whilst balance is still a concern, there's certainly more connection with those well-being tools that we have. Um, and there is a lot more going on, both at an organisation and at a line manager and, and individual level, to connect people back into the organisation, back to the culture, and to give people more flexible ways of working, some different modes of working. So do you think well-being is now maybe more embedded in the culture at Legal in general than it was before I mean it's obviously been a very difficult period for lots of people Mm. but I think something that I noticed is that employers are kind of almost moving more into employees personal lives than they were before so you could you know be speaking to your line manager over teams and someone's child will pop up in the background or someone's dog will start barking and it it feels a bit like our employers are kind of closer to our home lives or at least looking out for us in a different kind of way from a well-being perspective? Uh, so absolutely. I mean, we, we did have a very clear um, approach to driving you know, better well-being within legal in general. But I would say it was probably more we had lots of tools and we had positive engagement with those tools. Uh, what we saw during um, the time we were largely remote is sort of much more connection between you know, the employee and the organization on a personal level, which in itself you know, drove the opportunity for you know, enhanced relationships, uh, a lot of um, openness, you know, people really opening up and, and 
bringing their whole selves into the conversation, which you know, in itself enabled the organisation to be to support through what was quite a challenging time. And that that has continued, and you know, I think it's had a real positive um, impact on on the the, the employee organisation relationship. Uh, the other thing I think that was really a key to that was being really open, um, particularly when we were hearing lots of stories about working extended hours, a blurring between home life and work life. It was difficult to switch off. It's really encouraging people to take time out to, you know, if you remember back in the early days, it was beautiful sunshine, etc. So getting people to go out for walks, which is what you could do. So trying to make sure that that was part of, of their day. Or you know, working as a team to to take time together, just have to check in. You know, I, I ran a number of um, just, um, kind of coffee roulette type sessions where you know we just teamed up with different people so that our you know, we're having informal conversations within the day rather than it all being mm. very prescriptive and derived by your diary. There's a whole host of examples. People took on personal challenges. You know, there was lots of sharing of sponsorship. Yeah. But it set the foundations for you know, really accelerating the well-being um, agenda. And it's truly you know, really cemented as part of our, our culture. And we will continue to drive um, around well-being uh, for the foreseeable future. So thinking really purposely about what we do when we come together and how it enriches us as, as individuals within the organisation. Something I've found is that when I do come into the office now, there are certain days when it can be a lot quieter than I might expect, precisely because people have the flexibility to choose when they work from home. So what, what is Legal in General doing to try and make sure that people can work effectively and are able to socialise with their colleagues when they do come into the office? Absolutely. So we're on a journey to move to a hybrid model. And you know, that, that you know, in some ways can be oversimplified as a discussion around how many days a week people will or will not be in the office. And the reality is it's, it's more about, like I said earlier, the you know, thinking really purposefully and, pl- and in a planned way around how we bring people together for what purpose. Because we've learned that we can do a lot of the things we thought we needed to sit in an office to do, i.e., you know, focused work, emails. We learned that 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 can be done really well at home. So first thing is is to really be a bit more planful, both around bringing teams together or running strategy days or uh, creating opportunities to connect more broadly outside of the teams that you operate within. We know that people's networks narrowed when they work remotely, actually, this, you know, cr- thinking about and creating ways in which you can uh, really create that connection. So, for example, we had a lot of new joiners through the pandemic who had a never connected with anyone outside of their immediate team and certainly hadn't experienced the culture within an office environment. So, we've put together some new joiner connection um, sessions. They're going down really, really well there's a purpose behind them but there's also a social element behind them as we started to move into that hybrid model and and, and make sure that when we do come into the office uh, it, it's more purposeful we've you know, also been investing in our workplace and technology to align mm-hmm. to that shift so where we've um, invested we've done openings 
we've celebrated those experiences and and we've made sure that we've been very inclusive around you know, putting some fun into that you know, crowdsourcing ideas from our employees around how they want to sort of celebrate about coming together and connecting so there's been a whole range of activities from you know the classic you know few drinks through to um we had some uh fairground rides in the office wow <laughs> and uh, um where they, they were the uh, uh i'm trying to think of the word now is the, the the horse derby where you rolled the balls and the horses in, in race and it created okay, a real yeah. camaraderie um we have you know had cupcakes we've cut ribbons lots yeah. of things that you know, help to bring back the 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 focus on the we're trying to create a balance what we're mm-hmm. not talking about is saying everyone back into the office, back to back to normal, because everything's yeah. changed. We know employee sentiment. I know the employee sentiment has really shifted. So it's about you. Know, what is the reason coming back together? So it goes back to my point that leaders and line managers and individuals need to be very planned about how we get the most out of being together. And it seems as well more linked to the type of work you need to do rather than factors outside of work although obviously both are important it seems like actually if you're thinking of employees and cross-setting cross-cutting and or segmenting the employees at legal in general it's actually more about role as much as it is about what you want from your working environment I guess it's it, it's I, gen, I generally believe it's a balance so mm. teams generally have similar roles and responsibilities yeah. And it's working out as a team how you're going to best deliver, how you're best going to do your best work. And most people get a huge amount of connection from feeling like their their days are relatively frictionless, both you know in the individual work that they do or the focus work and the work they do as a team. So empowering teams to really have that conversation has is proving to be quite um, successful. Mm-hmm. I think what it it is has highlighted though that we need to support those conversations. So you know, comes into that sort of role of the leader, uh, and you know, there's an element here where the you know, it, it really does need to be leader led, and that yeah. you know, as as leaders we are also testing and learning. So there's no real blueprint. Depends on your organisation. It depends on the journey you're going on, and actually, there's there's no real end state. We all are on a bit of a social experiment. Both from the we've talked about sort of the social element of work, but it is a bit of a an experiment, and, and each organisation will find their route. Because back to the first question you asked me, the purpose of the organisation, the culture of the organisation, will be unique. Mm. So you have to spend time working it through uh, yeah. to see. You know, where the balance is going to lie and, and we're seeing teams do that now and uh, and and also there's a piece here about being comfortable and getting it wrong it goes mm-hmm. wrong you learn fast you course correct you try something new it sounds like legal in general is really tuned into employee sentiment and that need for social activity as well you mentioned the regular pulse surveys a little earlier too I think something that the media is really focused on at the moment or has been over the last couple of years is the idea of the great resignation. The thinking there being that the pandemic has made people reconsider what they're doing and led some to conclude that actually a good work culture perhaps isn't enough to satisfy them anymore. Is that something that you're seeing at all? 
firstly on on sort of the great attrition or the greater retention, whichever way you want to look at it, is when you have a an interruption in you know, the labour market, which is what we had, you know, we, we, it was a kind of an artificial pause, you know, much lower turnover rates during, you know, some, some of those real focused times around lockdown, you know, 2020 was a unusual year where few people moved. And, um, and also, I mean, at Legal in General, we carried recruiting, carried on recruiting at the same level. We did a huge amount to move everything remotely, et cetera. But there was definitely some level of pausing in the market. So you've got a bit of a backlog anyway. People would have naturally moved and they didn't. And then see, from an economic perspective, you know, there's been a recovery probably greater than expected. So you've got two, two perfect storms there. What we've seen in legal and general is overall, we've seen a small increase in our overall attrition, but no surprise, we're seeing a slightly greater increase in those critical skill areas. So digital tech and data, which was already incredibly um, challenging, is, is even more challenging. Um, in our customer first service space, it's a really interesting um, uh, folk area. You probably heard me mention earlier that you know, our flexibility pre-pandemic was largely with our non-ops areas, our non-customer service areas. We are putting in a lot more flexibility around ways of working, which is proving to be a competitive advantage for us. But um, in the market, generally, the view is that customer service um, largely can be done remotely. And so that's become incredibly competitive. So we're starting to see spikes in certain critical skill areas. And the research that we've done and did during the pandemic and you focus very much on how is our EVP evolving is that purpose is everything. So what you stand for as an organization and um, is really key because it, lots of organizations are competing on, on price and we're seeing highly inflated um, offers and counter offers and the, and the market's gone a little bit crazy. And for those individuals that were comfortable in just moving purely for money, that will be you know, a, a nice, a very positive alignment. But largely, the research says that if you are really clear on who you are as an organization, you really focus on that purpose and that connection. Back to your point, that's something people lost during the pandemic. So it should be a real um, USP and you should mm -hmm. really focus on that. And we're doing a huge amount of work on really bring on bringing that to life. So we're running a digital tech and data campaign at the moment, which is all about the, you know how you can use your skills for good. Mm -hmm. uh, our purpose is all around inclusive capitalism. You know, being um, socially um, and economically useful, putting back into the communities. You're doing a huge amount of regenerating cities. Big focus on build back better, and you we're helping people to connect how they can use their skills to really deliver um, great societal change. That's, mm. I, I think, really critical. Yeah, so that purpose really being a reason for people to continue to feel engaged at work because there's that bigger picture that they, they can position yeah. themselves within. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, if I had a crystal ball, I would say that you know, a lot of the moves that are happening at the moment that are you know, people are making largely for money, there will be a course correction at some point because mm. you know, they will make different decisions maybe in one or two years' time. Yeah. 
I wanted to end as well with a question on, um, yeah, thinking about your crystal ball analogy. Um, and yeah, what are your predictions for how um, legal and general employees will continue to engage um, with your organization and how the culture will continue to evolve? I would love to be able to answer that with a, a North Star statement. I think I go back to actually what you know, moving to a hybrid model is really about, which is largely moving your operating model as a business mm -hmm. to one that enables you to have you know, a balance for your employees, enables you to still deliver your stretch goals to your customers and shareholders. and um, is flexible and agile enough to evolve with the trends that we're seeing because everything is moving so fast. Uh, as fast as we we are developing um, our sort of our, our digital experience and digital technologies, they're advancing. So we this got to be agility. So in order to maintain that in a healthy and balanced way, we've got to keep ahead and. To do that, you really need to have that, that approach around testing things, being comfortable to experiment and learn and evolve at pace. So it's more about really the journey that you're on, less mm -hmm. about knowing what it's going to look like at the end. Yeah. But definitely no uh, return, I guess, to, to 2019 and more about that flexibility and how that works for people Absolutely going forward. No. Things have changed. Uh, they won't. Well, if you do go back as an organisation, then you're going to have a significant attraction and retention challenge. Um, it's, a, it's a piece around relevance. It's a piece around mm -hmm. uh, resilience. So we also know that having a flexible model enables your business to be a lot more resilient than it was before. If you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, Global Thinking, then please do visit our website, www.kexcnc.com. Thank you very much for listening and see you soon.